Welcome back to Homefield Tailgate. We are officially in college football season. Today is Wednesday. Tomorrow we officially have games and football season is, is here. We had week zero last week, which is great. It was fun. We got the pregame jitters out, but we're excited y'all are back. It's going to be an awesome season. Without further ado, um, you know, we'll just go around the horn and see how everyone's doing. Uh, Will, we didn't start with you last time. We're going to start with you this time. How's it going, man? You excited for the season? Uh, apparently not as excited as others. I got kind of roasted for saying it was a bad week of games, which it is, but, you know, some people are just so football craved. But, yeah, otherwise, excited. <laughs> well, first of all, once you understand um, the fun that comes with gambling, five, quote, unquote, decent games becomes 15 fun games that you can be entertained by. Okay. We'll see. Well, I'm I'm going to start to dabble in that this year as <laughs> and Thomas and Cole have convinced me. So let's see. Let's hope this doesn't become an addiction. Not well, an- you can always call the addiction help hotline one eight hundred something one eight hundred gambler or gambling. Yeah, I have one rule that I will uphold: is I will not bet on any Michigan games or put any money relating to the Wolverines this year. So that's that my one rule. That is smart. You should never bet on your own team. That's right. Unless it's a lock, and then you can. Uh, Unless it's like an over-under or a first half or something. I've heard that before. Ole Miss first half did very well last year. Addison and I kind of rode that a lot. Rode that. Vanderbilt, it killed me, but yeah. Great, great, great. (laughs) And so, I mean, we have great games starting. You know, officially week one is here. I'm ecstatic, as I'm sure y'all are and everyone listening. Uh, Thursday night, we've got a slew of good games. We've got Friday night, Saturday night, Sunday night, and Monday night. So, count them up. One, two, what's that, five days in a row of football games, yep. college football? Absolutely. And we're then back. We're running it on Thursday. It'll be great. We're, we're going to sling through uh, these games, kind of just highlight some of the bigger games of this week kind of quick, and then we're going to go into our – we're going to introduce some new segments this year that we're going to do every week at the end of the show. Teasers of the week. Everyone's going to have to have a teaser, at least one. 401k lock of the week. Wrong team favored. I've said it before. I'll say it again. You can usually find a game where you think Vegas is wrong. It doesn't happen often. They don't mess up often. It's usually you being wrong, but there's usually one that sticks out to me where I think Vegas either has the line wrong or the wrong team favored. So that's kind of what this is, wrong team favored maybe an incorrect line, Uh, and then your favorite over under the week, and then actually tell us the games that you will be playing and our games, moves, whatever, teasers, and ones that you're actually going to lock in. Yeah, I'm excited for it. Cole, welcome to the pod. How are you, man? We're good. We're preparing for our fantasy draft over here. There we go. What pick do you have? I have 11 out of 12. Okay. Tough. Hey, 11 out of 12, honestly, like, it sucks that you're 11, but you do get the 11th pick and the thir- 14th pick. So you get to go back to back there, so that'll be good. Yeah, I don't know. Who should I go, wide receiver or running back? Is it PPR? Yes. I'll go wide receiver. I think so. Mm. I, I, like, I like going running backs in round one. Would you say? Huh? Do we have a link? Oh, yeah. Let me send it to you really quickly. My bad. 
There you go. But no, without further ado, um, do we want to start with Thursday's games and save our playoff picks for last, or do we want to go ahead and go into playoff picks? Let's go ahead and just do our playoff picks so we can make Will happy. Let's get that out of the way. All right, Will, you go first. No, I, I feel like I should wait. No, 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 you're going to go first. This was your idea, so you're going to go first. Well, if you insist, we'll start at the top. The one seed will be the undefeated Big Ten champions, the University of Michigan. They will have a cakewalk through the Big Ten. They'll be a breeze. Their one challenging game is at Penn State. Don't get me with that Ohio State stuff. Oh. But we'll move on from that. I won't spend too much time on them. Lies. But um, two seed, undefeated Big 12 champions, the Texas Longhorns. I'm very high. I'm sorry? I also have Texas. Yeah. Quinn Ewers will be in the Heisman mix at the end of the season, right up there with J.J. McCarthy. They have incredible receivers. Their defense is better than it has been in years. Easy schedule. Um, They get Alabama early. I think Alabama is going to struggle early in the season, as we talked about last podcast, but they'll figure it out towards the end. So it's good to get them early. And then from there, I have the SEC champions, Georgia. I think they'll lose. I I think last week I said they'll go undefeated, but – I just have a gut feeling they're going to drop one along the way. I don't yeah. know to who. I'm not going to pick, say, Ole Miss, tennis. I don't know who. They're just going to lose to get, lose a game. And then who sneaks in at the four seed? One loss, Penn State. Who's that one loss to? The University of Michigan. Uh, and your okay. national championship game will be Michigan against Georgia, where Michigan will win. Okay. Sounds good. Keep mm-hmm. on no, I mean, I agree with the Texas pick. I think that Texas, I know that every year everyone says Texas is going to be good. I believe it this year. I think they've recruited at a different level. Um, they've really taken an emphasis and a priority on the offensive line and defensive line, which is, you know, you should build from the inside out, not the outside in when it comes to college football. Texas has done that successfully the past couple of um, recruiting cycles. So I like Texas. Big Ten champion, as much as I hate to say it, I think it's going to be Michigan. Um, they return a lot of guys, JJ McCarthy, um, Will's favorite to win the Heisman, in case you're wondering, I disagree with that, but Michigan will still be in, you know, the final four. I think Georgia is there. And I think that fourth spot is going to be very unique. It could be a one loss SEC team that loses in the SEC championship game. It could be the ACC champion, which is going to be probably either Clemson or Florida state, you know, Notre Dame could sneak in there, and I know they're playing. They played very well last week, and then they play USC. They play Ohio State earlier in the season. Um, if I had to choose one, I'd say it's going to be a second SEC team. We'll just say Alabama. From there, it's going to be probably, I agree with Will, a Georgia and Alabama national championship, but Georgia wins it all. I did not say Georgia, Alabama. Georgia, Michigan, excuse me. My bad. Yeah, no, yeah. Uh, real quick, since Heisman got brought up, I'll talk about Heisman real quick before I get to my first picks. And I'll tell Will why J.J. McCarthy will not be in New York. Because Michigan's not going to score enough points. He's not going to put up enough yards. 
and they are not going to be one of your four contenders. Heisman turned into this, who is the quarterback on one of the best teams in the country? Yeah. Jim McCarthy is going to be a quarterback on one of the best teams in the country, but I don't think his stats will be gaudy. I put 10 bucks on J.J. McCarthy to win the Heisman, just saying. I got a notification of that. You also saw that. when Sean Junkins winning the Heisman. So. I saw that. We were in Boston and we saw that. And we just all kind of looked up and were like, wait, what? Yeah, I was like, are you kidding me? I mean, I hate Michigan, but they'll be in the playoffs and JJ's going to be probably in the top three for the Heisman. So. That's the thing, too, is Mich- like Michigan, people are going to sell out for that run game so much with those two elite running backs they have. Like, you're going to have plenty right. of opportunities. Right. Michigan's going to choke, though, in the Let's first round. Let's let Addison talk. Right. got something to say about the Heisman and his four picks for the playoff. Like, <laughs> Addison, you have the floor. I think Quinn Ewers is going to be there. I have yep. Texas in my, in my four-team playoff. I think he's going to be there. I have Clemson in my four-team playoff. Okay. And I think uh, – oh, my God, why did I just blank on his name? Uh, Will, what's his name? Quarterback. Kay Clemson. Kubiak or whatever. Kay Klubinek. Clay Kubinek. Yes, I think he'll be there. That's probably who – if I was going to sprinkle money on someone, I like him. Um, so those would be my two kind of Heisman guys. Caleb Williams is going to be – is probably going to be there, but they could end up losing a few games. Um, oh, yeah, I agree. Their offensive line was not impressive last week. And, yeah. you know, I'm willing to admit that a lot of guys in the transfer portal on the defensive side of the ball, it takes time to kind of figure that out. But, I mean, they play yeah. the toughest games. Their three toughest games, Oregon State, Oregon, and one other squad, I think Washington, back-to-back-to-back. Yep. Um they, I mean, they have they have a tough schedule, and I just think that um, you're not going to get a back-to-back Heisman Trophy winner. No. They're not going to want to vote for him again. Um, and I don't know if they're going to win. If if they're undefeated, sure. And I think he'll probably end up in New York regardless, but I don't think he'll win it again. Uh, my other two teams, uh, Georgia's schedule is super easy in the East. They're the big dog. They have more talent than anyone else. Playoff team. And then out of the Big Ten, the Nittany Lions of Pennsylvania State University. Totally fair. Mm. Totally fair. I think James Franklin could get in the way of this. And <laughs> does, I'll blame it on him. But Penn State, Penn State, it is there for the taking uh, for them to win the Big Ten. Yeah. And who's your national champion? I don't know. I mean, shit, I don't know. Got to pick one. I'll take Clemson. Oh. Oh, Clemson. I mean, I don't think Georgia's going to be the best team in the in the country this year. Well, I mean, I'm picking Texas because I think they have – I think Texas has the most talent in the Big Ten, head and shoulders above everyone else. They should uh, only have maybe – what is that? The U.S. Open background. Got some background audio. And I'm also here with a fantasy draft um, with two of my Lane Hynum and his wife, Cameron, who's in our league as well. Um, anyways, Texas, if they should really only have one loss at the end of the year. They shouldn't have more than that. Um, so, I mean, I think when years are going to be the highest, I think Texas is going to be there in the playoff, but I don't think they are good enough to win it. Um, you got the coaching experience there for Clemson, and um, and I mean that's a roster. I mean they recruit year in year out. Yep. You know, top five recruiting class. 
Um, and then I don't think Penn State can get it done. I, so I think out of these four teams, I mean, I think it's going to be Clemson or Georgia that wins. Um, and I think that uh, I'm going to, I think Clemson has a better offensive coordinator and they have a better quarterback. Yep. Than Georgia. So that's my, right. my, my reason. All right. I, I no order. I don't know one through four. I want to go Michigan, Georgia. Um, whoever I think USC honestly out of the Pac-12 um, but that USC I, I'll say this whoever wins USC Notre Dame game they're going to go to the playoffs Okay. so the winner of that game and I'll go with Texas okay I like it USC has a hell of a schedule they do I mean, they have – this thing is insane. Uh, I mean, because they got – they have Notre Dame, Utah, Washington, Oregon, UCLA. Yeah, this is what I told you. They could easily lose all four of those games. Five. At the end of the season. They have a break. that goes like Notre Dame, then – Utah, then a break, and then – Yeah. I mean, they yeah. finish the season – well, I mean, they go Notre Dame, Utah – they play California, then they go Washington, Oregon, UCLA. Yeah, that, that's what it was. He, they won't lose all those games, but they could lose more than they win. Yep. I yep. think they'll go. I, I'm, I see eight and four with them, and yep. they have to make a change on the defensive side. I got trigger happy and took USC's over 10 wins, um, maybe even 10 and a half. And I came back and I took it. Again, I took the under and I doubled what I'd put on the over, on the under for USC. I kind of I hedged my bets a little bit because I was like, ah, I thought about it some more. I was like, there's yeah. no way. That's fair. All right. Y'all want to talk about Thursday? Let's do it. So, first game, we have Florida at Utah. You know, last year we had a super exciting game in Gainesville. Um, this year we're playing. I don't even know where Utah is. Will, do you know where they are? Salt Lake Missouri. City. Okay, great. <laughs> the awesome. biggest city in Utah, Thomas. Um. Anyways, came out today that Cam Rising was not playing. The last time we taped, I said that um, it was possible that Cam Rising wasn't going to play at the time. Florida was a seven and a half point dog, and Addison advised, if I firmly believe they're going to win, go ahead and take money line. So I did. I think Florida's going to win. Um, right now, you can get them at a plus four and a half on most major books. Um, but yeah, I like Florida in this game. Yeah, Cam Rising. Um, yeah, I mean, if you believe the reports, I don't know if I want to trust it yet. <laughs> uh, but supposedly he is not going to play. You saw that line jump. Uh, it was seven and a half when we recorded uh, two weeks ago. Uh, earlier this week, it had trickled down to six and a half. I got Utah at minus six and a half earlier this week. Now it's all the way down to four and a half. Cam Rising quarterback stuff in flux. Now their backup quarterback is, he's a fourth year junior uh, who's been there. He's a walk on there. Uh, he's a good high school quarterback. And he's just kind of been a program guy. Their third string quarterback is the fastest player on the team. Yep. All American track star. Um, so they have some options there, I guess. Maybe you see that other guy in, in some packages. Um, 
Look, I think Utah is has right now has a better roster. They're a better team. They're at home. They have the revenge factor against Florida. I think Utah wins. Okay. Um, now it could end up being closer to a field goal game. I think it's going to be close without Cam Rising. They still have a better roster. Now, last year, Utah's defense, um, especially kind of their defensive line, struggled against kind of those top-tier offensive teams. Um, let's see, Florida – Penn State, USC, Oregon, Washington, maybe. I'm, I'm trying to think off the top of my head who they played. Um, Ohio State. Did Utah play Ohio State last year? It was Ohio State, not Penn State. That was State. two years ago. That was oh, in the Rose Bowl. Yeah. Um, the, the, the QBR for the other team, you know, they gave up a, t- a lot more rushing yards. QBR was like 80 for those other games, uh, for those teams. Now, against the lesser opponents – um, the seven or so teams that were below average that they played, the opposing team's QBR was like 16. Uh, so they dominated the other teams defensive-wise. And I think that defense returns a lot of players. I think they'll be better. And I think Florida is going to struggle a little bit. Uh, now, Florida has, you know, guy by the last name of Etienne playing running back. So they'll run the ball and do well there. Um, I don't know how their receivers and how Graham uh, Mertz is going to do. I think so, Utah ultimately wins. Do they cover? Four and a half. Mm-hmm. Without rising, I think it's probably a field goal game. With rising, they'll blow that four and a half out. Like I said, I took Utah. I have Utah locked in at minus six and a half already. I also have Utah at six and a half. Um, what did the line move to? Four? Four and a half. And a half. Yeah, I mean, I stuck with them at six and a half. I still think they win by a touchdown, though. I think the home field advantage is going to be too much. And the revenge factor. Yes. I think they win pretty handedly. Be quite pretty handedly. I think it's kind of close, like, till halftime. But, like, Utah's a very tough place to play. And there are teams in the Pac-12 that are full of athletes like USC and Oregon that go to Utah and get their ass kicked. Just imagine if Mormons could drink. That atmosphere would be even more elevated. Florida – yeah, Florida somehow got worse at quarterback. They Graham Mertz is terrible, and that's putting it lightly. Utah win. I think Utah wins this game probably by two touchdowns. Okay, I like it. Next Thomas, we have basketball. Florida. So, oh yeah, Thomas only won on the Florida. Next we have uh, what would be a good basketball game, but I'm not quite sure it'd be a good football game. NC State minus 14 at UConn. Yeah. Sad Husky. UConn will not cover this line. I like NC State. Yeah, I like like NC State too. I don't really have much to say about this game. It's just, uh, you know, opening night. I put it on here for us to discuss. Paul? Thomas, do you have anything to say about this game? Yeah. Um, you know, my heart says NC State minus 14 and a half, but just taking a look at where the money is, it looks like the Sharps are high on UConn plus 14 and a half with a 22% differential. However, in saying that, I'm going to go against the Sharps and still take NC State minus 14 and a half. I think Jim Moore is good. They've made a lot of progress from his first year, Um, but yeah. NC State's recruited at a higher level. They're a better team. They play in the ACC, which isn't an ideal conference 
at this day of age, but it's still better than being where Yukon is essentially. I don't think Cole has an opinion on it. All right. Nebraska is a plus seven underdog at Minnesota. Uh, now, I said, I, I, we were talking today, kind of in our text messages. Um, Matt Rule, average, in his first two, in his first year at Temple, he won two games. In his first year at Baylor, he won one game. I don't know if he won a game at when he was at the uh, the Panthers, uh, but irrelevant either way. He's the guy that's going to come in, and he's more of a doesn't care about results in the first year as he does establishing his culture and his system. Uh, I don't think Nebraska is going to be ready to play in the Big Ten this year still under that, you know, completely revamped system, a lot of change going on. Um, I think Minnesota wins this game by a field goal. Uh, this is a stay-away game for me because – New head coach, I really don't know what Nebraska is going to look like. Uh, I do think Minnesota wins uh, probably right there at a touchdown, but I would I would not touch it. I have the same thoughts as you. Uh, Nebraska actually has a very good quarterback now. Jeff Sims, he was at uh, Georgia Tech. Very good might be a stretch, but he's a very serviceable quarterback. Um, this is probably going to be the most entertaining game of the night. Um. Yeah, I just think uh, culture at Minnesota outweighs the culture at Nebraska right now. But I have no doubt Matt Rule is going to have uh, the Cornhuskers back in a couple of years. Uh, I, this is one of the games that I actually took. I have Nebraska plus seven in this game. This is one of the bets I've already placed. It's on my action network. If you have two Thomas, I've taken Nebraska. Good pick, Thomas. I agree. Also, who should I take at the 11th pick? Draft starting in one minute. Well, it depends on who's available. Keep it posted. I'll keep you posted. All right. Next game is Missouri versus South Dakota. Um, there is no line for this game on available sports books. So, why is this game on here? Missouri wins. You're on mute, Addison. Addison has no thoughts. Addison's still on mute. Well, on our notes, it says UCF plays somebody. Who does UCF play? Kent State. Who? Kent State. The Golden Flashes. They are a 35 and a half point underdog. Versus the Golden Knights, the first year in the Big 12 is John Rice Pumley as their quarterback and Gus Melzahn as their head coach. UCF. UCF's going to cover. I agree. Well. We'll just keep it rolling. Don't worry. I'm going to be pretty biased with my next pick. All right, well. So why are you going to be biased? Why don't you intro this next game? All right, we have the second-best team in the state of Michigan traveling to the worst team in the state of Michigan as Central Michigan plays on the road against the Michigan State, as I call them, Shartans. Oh, where'd Addison? I guess he's coming back. It's okay. Joking aside, this is actually a pretty big line 
for how bad Michigan State's going to be I mean, this year. I think Central Michigan's going to cover this line. I do too. Central Michigan has gone into Michigan State in East Lansing and have, has won before against better Michigan State teams. I still think Sparty gets it done, but Central Michigan covers. This will be a fun game. No, I agree. Everybody not wearing green and white. Addison, we're on Central Michigan versus Michigan State. Central Michigan is a 14-and-a-half point dog. Any insight? Uh, so sorry about that. Central Michigan, uh, Michigan State, yes, I have some insight. Central Michigan, I really like them in this game. Now, since <laughs> 1990, they have beaten either Michigan or Michigan State three times since 1990. Um They've never actually, beaten Michigan. So. I actually think it's only Michigan State that they've beaten. Yeah, Michigan. they've never beaten Michigan. Um, Michigan State is bad. Oh, really bad it. football team this year. They're not going to be good. I have the under for their total wins. I think it's at five and a half. Uh, I really like Central Michigan to cover uh, that spread. I don't think Michigan State can score enough points to beat <laughs> by fourteen. Look, they lost. Uh, they lost their best wide receiver. Um, they lost their quarterback. Uh, now they have uh, some good running backs, but their offensive line's awful. It was it was like the hundred and twentieth offensive line last year, and all those guys, same guys, are back. Um, I don't know if they got anyone in the portal or not that's going to come in and play. But uh, th- so whoever hands the ball off to them, they'll run the ball a little bit, but they're not going to be able to throw the ball or do anything on offense. So I'm on Central Michigan here. I think it's the play. Cole? Cole Blue. Cole's on mute. The Saints dropped Derek Carr. What? We'll just continue going, and Cole can chime in when he wants to. How about that? Perfect. All right. Next game, we have a a darling in Louisville as a seven-and-a-half-point favorite. A lot of people are high on them this year. That's not so much because of – how good Louisville is, and more so their strength of schedule. They are playing at Georgia Tech, an ACC matchup. Um, Addison, why don't you start with this one? This game is Friday night, right? Correct. Right. Yeah. Louisville is going to have more talent than Georgia Tech. Georgia Tech is going to be bad again. It seems like anytime they get a good player, that good player leaves for greener grass. Jameer Gibbs. Yep. Yep. Um, I'm gonna say. I mean, Louisville should Louisville should handle business. I'm not gonna touch this game. I don't know enough about either team. Yeah, no, I'm the same way. Well, uh, I've been going back and forth on this. Georgia Tech got really hot at the end of the season. Yep. Um, keeping the interim Brent Key. Louisville obviously hired Jeff Brom from Purdue, who had them rolling. And Louisville went back to terrible. his alma mater, turned them down. Then he decided to go to him. You can never, you always want to go home. Mm-hmm. Mama called. Louisville's going to win a lot of football games this year, including this one. I just can't decide what to do with this line. Seven, like this is exactly kind of where I would have it. Like this is why they're good at their job. But um, Vegas hasn't had a down month since like November of 2013. So. I'm going to say Georgia Tech covers, but Louisville wins outright. I'm going to go with Louisville covering. 
I'm also going to go. I'm not disagreeing with you. Like, I'm not, I'm not placing a wager on this game, like at all. But if I had to pick, I would pick Louisville minus seven and a half. I do think it's like one of those games that's like a one score game going into the fourth quarter, though. Like, Louisville schedule's a joke, and they'll probably win eight games this year. All right, Stanford at Hawaii, our last game on Friday. Stanford starts at a three-and-a-half-point favorite. I'll go ahead and start in saying who cares. Like, I I don't care. So well, I, you have something to say. Before Hawaii and Vanderbilt played, Stanford was about a 15-point favorite. Really? Okay. Yeah. And so people watched Hawaii, and a lot, Hawaii took a ton of money. And now this line's way down here. Uh, Stanford's going to be a, a bad football team. Yep. Uh, I, I kind of agree with Will. I, I think Hawaii uh, could be an underdog to sprinkle some money line. Yeah, people aren't realizing, too, like Stanford's changing up their offense, too. They're still built for that, whatever you call it. You know, they had the Jim Harbaugh, David Shaw, power offense. Not very athletic. And now they're going to more of a spread, um, whatever, after they hired Sacramento State's coach. And then they have to fly across the Pacific, go to Hawaii, and Hawaii apparently is not as bad as everybody thought they were. Mm-mm. I mean, I think we overvalued Vandy a little bit. Yep. Different time, different story. But because think about it, two years ago, that game was 63 to 10 in Hawaii. And then now it was 35 28. One year later. One year later, yeah. So I think this is where the improvement really shows and Hawaii gets it done. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not going to say – I misspoke. That line was at about 10 and it moved. Still, that's a big that shift. It was about 10 and it went to, down to three and a half. So, um, yeah, I think Hawaii could, could get, a, get a win here. I'm still going to go with Stanford if I had to pick one. All right, we are finally to Saturday. That's right. A little bit uh, of a dud for the first day, first full day of college football, um, as opposed to what we've kind of had the last couple of years, but we've got some games done nonetheless. Uh, Fresno State plus four at Purdue. I have no thoughts on this game. I'll put it on here for Will. Purdue is going to be one of those intriguing teams this year. New coach. Um, they hired uh, Illinois' defensive coordinator. Um, I believe uh, Hudson Card is going to be their quarterback. Um, they returned a lot from last year, and I don't think a lot left. I, I really haven't – sorry for me not being studied up on the Boilermakers, but, uh, I mean, Fresno State's having to travel across. I think this is an 11 a.m. game, if I remember correctly. That's um, so I think Purdue, it's a close, I mean, Fresno State, I, I just don't know much about them, but um, I think Jake Hayner is gone. <laughs> so um, give me Purdue minus four. Okay. I like it. I'm doing Purdue minus four too. Okay. Perfect. Perfect. Another game that got a lot of, uh, a lot of line movement, UMass. Uh, at Auburn, UMass is a 35-and-a-half point underdog currently. It was uh, 40, 41-ish, 40, 39 in that ballpark. 
and and they've taken a a ton of money. It's really juiced on UMass's side, and I tend to agree. Uh, I almost took it at thirty eight and a half when I saw it, and then before I knew it, um, it it was it was closer to thirty five. Now I do think UMass. Uh, I still think UMass can cover the thirty five and a half. Yeah. <laughs> I know I'm kind of speaking tongue tongue in cheek. A lot of points. A lot of points. I don't like overreactions, as we just overreacted to probably that Hawaii Vandy game. But um, people were you know, UMass played New Mexico State and probably two of the worst teams in FBS playing, and UMass won, which nobody really expected. So everybody was like, "Ooh, their quarterback looks okay. They can give Auburn a game." Auburn's going to throw out, Auburn's going to make try to make a statement with this game. They won't have many opportunities to put up a lot of points. This is their chance. Chance they're going to they're going to win this game. Fifty points. I just don't think Auburn can score is going to is going to score enough to win by that. That's where I'm getting at because like while I don't want to touch the thirty five and a half point line, if I had to, I would say Auburn covers. I'm not betting on this, but I kind of like the under at fifty two. You know, like that's kind of where my head's going with this. Okay. Um, no, I mean, I, I think it's fun. UMass won like their first road opener since like 1972, like something insane. And going into last week for week zero, um, UMass was thought to be the worst team in the FBS and they beat New Mexico State, which is great. That's awesome. Auburn still wins decisively, but I like the under 52. Okay. Next, we have Boise State at Washington. Washington with Michael Penix Jr. returning, the transfer from Indiana. Cinderella story in the Pac-12, getting a lot of love. Boise State, who's kind of been in the news for a while, um, as kind of like the marquee group of five team for years. Personally, I really like Boise State to cover here. They're kind of the front runners to win the Mountain West Conference. Also, if you look kind of where the money is, while uh, Boise State's getting 31% of the bets, they're also getting over 50% of the total money, which tells us the Sharps in Vegas really like Boise State to cover this game. I'll follow the Sharps in Vegas. I like Boise State to cover this, 14.5-point spread. This is also a game that I've personally bet on. I like 14.5. I agree with you. Really got nothing to add. Washington's a very overhyped – I mean, rightfully so. I think they're going to be in contention for the Pac-12, but – Getting a lot of love this preseason, and people are kind of sleeping on Boise State. They return their quarterback. Um, they're probably – I think they're the best team in the Mountain West. So, just something to keep an eye on. I think Washington still wins, but it's a close game. Yeah, personally, yeah, money-wise, I'm not going to touch it north of 14 um because I, I don't trust Boise State to cover um and I don't trust Washington to win by more than 14 and a half points now for some reason if I could get this line at 13 and a half I would be on Washington uh to win by two touchdowns but it's a stay away game for me but I do think Washington will win totally fair a little weird line we have University of Texas San Antonio Going to Houston, and UTSA is actually one and a half point favorite. They turn a lot of guys, return a lot of guys from last year. It's Houston's first season in the Big 12. Should be a fun game. 
We'll start with Will. Meet me. I think UTSA is the group of five representation. I think they're going to be. I think they're going to go eleven and one with their one loss being to Tennessee. Houston's probably not going to be that good this year. Um, I agree with that. I heard. I was forgot which podcast I was listening to, but a lot of people are thinking that they are the bottom team of the Pac-12. I mean, Pac-12 of the Big Twelve this year. Um, and I think it starts out rough for them too. Uh, Jeff Trailer's an incredible coach. If AM was smart and it went awry, that should be their first call. They would get anybody and everyone to go to AM. They already are uh, getting uh, not the ones they need. You notice how they're all getting kicked off the team. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They, they would attract a, a, a better five star character quality than they are now. But, well, um, I don't know much about this game, Will, but I'll trust you. I'll take UTSA as well, minus one and a half. Yeah, I like UTSA here. This is a game I'll probably play UTSA to to win. I think it's a pretty safe one. Moving forward, probably one of our better games on Saturday. We have the Battle of the best Carolinas. What did you say? Best game. The best game. Best game. Game, the best game on Saturday. We have North Carolina versus South Carolina. I believe it's in Charlotte, North Carolina. Um, UNC is a two-and-a-half-point favorite. Both teams have probably two of the top ten quarterbacks returning in college football with Drake May and Spencer Rattler, respectively. Uh, Addison, you mentioned kind of on our show earlier that we want to have a segment where we talk about the wrong team is favored for Vegas. I think this is the one. I think South Carolina should be favored. I think that the reason North Carolina is favored is probably because they had the marquee quarterback with Drake May. I think South Carolina returns a lot more. They started off the end of the season super hot, and there's way more continuity on their side of the offensive staff and defensive side of staff versus North Carolina. So I'd actually like South Carolina to cover this and win outright. Yeah, I flipped back and forth on this, and as of this moment, I'm on South Carolina uh, to cover and win. Um, look, South Carolina's problem isn't going to be their starters, their starting talents. Fine. Mm-hmm. They're going to have a depth issue. Uh, when you get deeper into the season is where you're going to see South Carolina play a little inconsistency, but this is first week of the year. North Carolina defense, awful. Uh, we're hearing a lot of good reports out of uh, Spencer Rattler in Columbia, South Carolina. They could light this up. Uh, I also agree, wrong team favorite. I've got that here uh, as well. Um, and then I also think uh, over 64 for this. I was trying to find a nice scoring game, too. Yeah. I also think over, over 64. 64 is a lot of points, but 34 to 31 game gets you there. Yep, absolutely. I think that's kind of where we're going here. And both these offenses kind of want to prove a point. You know, you have on one side of the ball a first-year offensive coordinator at North Carolina. Granted, I have no idea what the right wide receiver situation there is in North Carolina. Another guy they brought in to transfer isn't eligible to play this year. Drake May still awesome, and they have something to prove. And on the other side of the ball, South Carolina with Spencer Rattler. He feels like he has something to prove going into his last year of eligibility. Wants to get drafted. He was a highly recruited five-star quarterback coming out of high school, and he wants to make it to the next level. I look for both teams to put up points. I agree with that, Addison. 
It's almost one of those, now that I'm saying it out loud, like, is the over too obvious? Is it one of those <laughs> games? Let's see where the – now I'm curious. Will, while you're talking about this, I'm going to see what uh, where the money is for that game. Yeah, I mean, really don't have too much to add. I think South Carolina wins this game. I like Rattler more than Drake May. That might shock some people. I see Adam jerk up. Drake May is better than Spencer Rattler. Uh, I think he's the best quarterback in college football. 42% of the bets are on the over, but 75% of the money is on the over. Oh, well, I feel good. (laughs) Both teams have to lock that in right now. Both teams changed offense coordinators. I think uh, – I forget Carolina's new OC's name, but they hated the old one. Well, you just said Carolina. That could go for both of them. The Cox. Carolina. Yeah. They, uh, and I know they hated their OC, and then UNC's OC was Phil Longo with his gimmick offense. Just get open. Just get open, <laughs> uh, which will go into my favorite over-under of the week. Uh, but we'll get to that later. But um, Hold on, Cole. Where are we in this whole draft situation? I think Cole has us muted. Cole, you're on mute, brother. One second. Let me draft y'all. I mean, let me draft this pick, and then I'll get back with you. I'm no, on no, the What are, what are the, the whole time? Yeah, what? no. Come on. Give us some feedback. Like, what are the yeah. options that you get? What? What did you say? Who are you picking? Okay, so I'm 11th out of the 12th pick. I drafted Garrett Wilson with my first pick. Okay. And then A.J. Brown and within the second round. Okay. I'm about to pick third round, so I'll keep you pushing. Right, Those are some scrubs, especially Garrett Wilson. His running back room is going to be struggling, but I like those two wide receivers. That's okay. All right, so, Addison, this is a game that we added towards the end. You know, you have Deion Sanders. This is another game on Saturday. In his first game as the head coach for Colorado, his first game in the FBS for a Power 5 team, you have the reigning – a Big 12 champion and the um, the team that got murdered by Georgia in the national championship, TCU, coming in as a 20-and-a-half-point favorite versus Colorado. Will, I already see you kind of typed out something, so why don't you start with what you think is going to happen? I'll just read what I t- typed out. TCU commits murder on national TV. I don't think I need to – well, I'll elaborate some. Colorado has so much turnover with that roster, and it really isn't great guys. I mean, their star of their class is Shadir Sanders. I can't even say his name. Shadir Sanders. Yes, thank you. I'm tired. A Jackson State quarterback, that's the star. Travis Hunter, one corner. I mean – They have two corners that will be draft picks. They also got a guy in this recruiting cycle that's supposed to be a five-star and really good. His name escapes me that. Tom, uh, I saw somewhere that Tom Luganbill put on Twitter that he said Colorado has the worst roster anywhere in the end. <laughs> and then Deion Sanders responded to it saying, how would you know you're not at practice? If Deion is tweeting at recruiting guys who actually know what they're doing, something they're, – they're bad. They now, Tom's go- also been quiet. He hasn't – he didn't go to media days, now recovering from surgery. Uh Whatever he, he, you know, he's kind of been quiet on the media front, not like him. Uh, you taking this the opposite way? You think he's hiding something or what? He may you, be hiding how bad they are. Look, yeah. I got to see you commit murder also. 
I'm going to talk about it more in a minute when we get to the 401k lock of the week. Yeah. Um, Addison, I've also bet TCU minus 20 and a half. And I think it kind of boils down to one, I think TCU is a more talented roster. They have a coach with continuity in Sony Dykes, but also they've been hearing constantly this entire offseason Colorado, Colorado, Colorado. And they're getting no respect as playing in the national championship last year, which I get was kind of, you know, full gold in an instance, like, you know, Several of their games were decided by one one possession, whatever. But TCU, I think, is going to absolutely dominate this game. They're going to win by more than three touchdowns, probably four, maybe five. I like TCU minus 20 and a half. This is a game that I've bet on and believe in. Yep. Okay. We're back. Um, after the last two picks, I went with I need a running back. And the best available was Stevenson with New England, yeah. which I was between him and someone else. I can't say it because they're in the room, but he'll probably know. Um, and then I wanted to get a pretty good tight end. I was going with Mark Andrews. Him and Kelsey were both gone. So I went with the third tight end pick in Darren Waller. Okay. Darren Waller is probably the best pass catcher in New York. So I like that pick. So y'all 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 think that's solid? Yeah, I like I like Waller. I think that's a good pick. Yeah, man. Awesome. Awesome. I'll be locked in for the next pod. This uh draft is just stressing me out right now. No, you're fine. Addison, I also just took South Carolina, North Carolina over 64. I like it. I like I got it. Notification on your end, and I'm like, I'm just gonna go ahead and lock it in. Perfect. All right, Sunday, other game of the week outside of South Carolina. We've got LSU. Versus Florida State, LSU's a two-and-a-half-point favorite, trying to avenge last year's loss. Um, I have some, definitely have some thoughts, and I've been going back and forth on this as well. Is LSU overhyped in the media? Is Florida State overhyped in the media? It's, uh, you know, I keep going back and forth and back and forth. Who's who's more hyped? Uh, who's a better coach, et cetera, et cetera. Now, Florida State should be really good. Um, as well, but LSU played really bad last year, and Florida State kind of won on a fluke. Um, and I think Florida State's second best team in the ACC, and I'm not sure if they're ready for this. Last year, I was on Florida State. I uh, turned out to be right. I'm thinking, um, I- I'm thinking LSU's got it this year. Me too. I've been going this back. Is, this is Norvell's best roster so far at Florida State, though. I've been going back and forth in this one. And for a while, I was leaning towards Florida State just because of the whole Mason Smith stuff, which is complete BS. We can address that at a later time. I just think LSU is going to be out for blood. I think there's no way that they lose versus Florida State in back-to-back years. There's continuity there. I know there's continuity on Florida State side of the ball with Mike Norvell, but Kelly's been at LSU for – Going into his second year, he's got a returning quarterback, SEC roster. I like LSU to cover this in minus two and a half. Florida State's got a quarterback, too. Oh, I know. Jordan Travis. I know. I'm aware. Yeah. But yeah. here's it's gonna the thing. It's going to be a great game. It should be a really good game. Here's it's, the thing. Perfect Sunday night game. It also would not shock me if both these teams ran the table and were in the playoff in January. I would not be shocked if Florida State won the ACC and was 11-1. and one. Yeah. Yeah. 
I think I said it on the last one, or I said it talking to someone. Whoever wins at the Florida State Clemson game is going to win the ACC. Yeah, and I think that's a totally fair statement because there's no one else in that conference. We're going to say that, and we're going to look back at this in December and be like, oh, okay, we were so wrong. But it's North Carolina or something. <laughs> yeah. I go back and forth on LSU. I, I feel like there's been a little too much hype for them. but A lot of the money is on Florida State. I still think they get this win. I, I think they're in better position than Florida State, depth-wise. Um, not to mention that they'll have the best player on the field with uh, Harold Perkins. That dude can play ball, that's for sure. All right, nice Monday we got one more game. We have Clemson at Duke. Clemson is a 13-point favorite. Addison, you want to join or kick us off on this one? Yeah, I think um, – so last year uh, they also played first game of the year on Monday, um, and Clemson struggled on offense and didn't cover. Um, I had them in a first-half bet that did not hit. Um, I think this year is different. Was that Georgia they played in week one last year? No, no they played Oregon week one. That was a couple years ago. Georgia just absolutely destroyed them. Maybe that's the game I'm thinking of. They played They played last year on Monday, too, Clemson and Duke. They also played okay. on Monday. Yeah, maybe maybe my memory's failing me. Uh, I'm thinking they did. I had Clemson in the first half bet, and they didn't cover, and they didn't win that game by, by a whole lot. Different offense for Clemson, though. I think they win by 13 over a, a Duke roster that's just not there. Yeah, it was Georgia Tech. It was Georgia Tech. They won forty-one to ten, but it was a very close game. Was it? It was close in the first half. Yeah. Okay. I think Clemson covers. Me too. I think that Garrett Riley is the offensive coordinator at Clemson now. Yeah. Yep. I think he's going to make a statement. I think they got a good. They have the right quarterback at the helm now. And I think they're going to go out and make a statement versus Duke, who's – I don't know anything about Duke when it comes to football, but I'm assuming they're mediocre. So very, They're very, they're going to be very good on defense – or solid on defense, but I don't can't tell you anything else outside of that. All right. So next we're doing teasers of the week. Will, are you not participating because you don't know what a teaser is? I know what a teaser is. It's that whole thing where you can bet a line one way or the other. But I don't – I'm not into that yet, so I'm – have no crazy thoughts on it. Okay. If you gave me a, how about this? If you gave me a teaser of TCU minus 40, I might take it. But so uh, that's not possible, but that's okay. <laughs> but I, you see, I don't know how this works, but that's, that's my fair. So go, go ahead, Addison. I can go if you want me to. I have one ready. I've got three. I've got them written down right here in front of me. Okay. I've got, so I did, I did, I've got two six point, and I've already taken these. I've so blocked. You, are you doing six four? I've got two six point teasers. And I've got one 10-point teaser. Okay. All right. One of my six-point teasers. So, I got South Carolina plus eight and a half. Same game over 58. I love that. I absolutely I'm, – I'm in love with that pick. That's awesome. All right. My other six-point teaser, I've got UMass plus 41 uh, and Clemson minus seven. Come together. Uh, now, my 10-point teaser, I have Florida plus 14.5, University of Southern California minus 28, and UCLA minus 
two units on that. Okay. Will and on the on the ten point teaser, I've got minus one thirty odds. On both of the six point teasers, I do have minus one ten. Yeah. So I did one minus one ten, and similar to you, I prefer to keep my teasers in one game just because it's more fun that way. Um. So I took Florida plus ten and a half and the over thirty eight. I like that. But yeah, I like that. You know, I think obviously, you know, I understand people taking Florida to lose the game, Utah to cover the four and a half point spread. But with a back quarterback in for Utah, and we've seen Florida's quarterback play at other schools, he's not that great. I know that 38 points is like a lot, quote unquote, but not really. I think the game goes over 38, but I also think it's kept in a 10 point margin because of just the quarterback play, essentially. Okay. So next we have um, everyone's favorite segment. Obviously, this is where we make y'all money. We have the 401k locks of the week. Addison, I know that you're usually really good at this. You made a lot of people several amount of units last year. So why don't you kick us off? Uh, TCU minus 20 and a half is a 401k lock of the week for me. Also, um, <clears throat> I didn't write it down. But I'm going to say, uh, the more I think about it, I, I like Clemson to cover 13 pretty pretty handily. Yeah. Um, so those are my two favorite favorite plays of the week. Well, one I did was the team who I think finishes second in the Big 12 with their two losses only coming to Texas at the end of the season. Mind you, so that means I have this team going 11-0 and up until the Texas game. The Red Raiders. I'm very high on Texas Tech. Mm -hmm. I think this line is just this low because it's in Wyoming, but I think this is a really, really good football team, and I think they handle them pretty easily. Okay. Um, Wyoming – I mean, Wyoming. Texas Tech is a sleeper for the playoff this year, in my opinion. Okay. Um, I don't okay. think they'll get there because they have to get through Texas, but they have to play in Austin and then in a Big 12 championship game. But I'm really high on the Red Raiders this year. I would love to see Texas Tech go 11-1. and one. That would make me so happy. That'd be awesome. The last time they did it was 2008, where they lost to the Ole Miss Rebels in the Cotton Bowl. Let's go. Howdy Addison time. loves him some 8-4 and four SEC West teams. None. Regular season. All right. My 401k lock is South Alabama. They're playing versus Tulane this Saturday. South Alabama is a six-and-a-half-point dog coming off a 10-win season and returning 21 of 22 starters, which is almost as good as you can get. Also, two lanes quarterbacks returning, which is great. I just think they're overvalued because they won the Cotton Bowl last year, which is a game that they were going to lose going into three minutes into the fourth quarter, not taking anything away from what they did versus South Carolina – or Southern Cal. Great, awesome win. Great for Tulane. I just think they're overvalued, and South Alabama wins this game. Not wins this game covers, excuse me. Although I do have a free play sprinkle on South Alabama winning. I like it. I like that. Mm -hmm. South Me Carolina too. would be a good – South Alabama would be a good game to tease. It would be. You could that do – honestly, a good teaser, honestly, would be South Alabama, which would be plus – Twelve and a half. Twelve and a half. And then you add, like, either 
Coastal Carolina on there at Boise State, which is currently a 14 and a half point dog. You had six points to that one too. That would be a fun team. That's something I might take. Yeah. I like uh, it. Well, that leads us into the uh, wrong team favored, which is, Thomas, what we were just talking about, South Alabama Tulane. I think South Alabama wins this game outright. Okay. Yeah, that one, that one's favored. I think um, Tulane has their eyes forward a week. Yep. Probably the biggest home game they've had in years. And, I mean, South Alabama returned almost everybody from that team and then apparently got a pretty good portal class for a Sunbelt team. So I am pretty high on the Jags. But, uh, yeah, and then Tulane, I, it's really hard to put up back-to-back seasons like that. So, I mean, you got to think the year before this, they were 2-10. and 10. And then they go to 12 and two is a remarkable turnaround. I think they kind of Willie Fritz kind of had them at a seven and six, six and six type deal. I think they're going to slowly kind of come back down to that. So give me the Jags. Yeah, that's totally fair. Um, as mentioned earlier, my wrong team favorite is South Carolina as a two and a half point dog versus North Carolina. Uh, wrong team favorite. I also said North Carolina's the wrong team favorite. Yeah. That's the best I got. Favorite over under. Addison. Uh, so I've got Colorado TCU over sixty four. I think TCU. I think Colorado will score some points later in that game. Um, I think TCU will score a lot also. Uh, UNC North Car- UNC South Carolina over 64. And I wrote question marks by it. I kind of want to see what y'all think, but it stood out to me. UMass Auburn over 51 and a half. They I like to cover that by themselves. Okay. Over. I love the over in the South Carolina North Carolina game. And then also, hold on, I have it written down. I'm getting to it really quickly. Also, versus Tennessee versus Virginia, the over-under set at 56 and a half. I, I think they score 56 points on them on themselves. I honestly think Tennessee might score 57 points by themselves. Yeah, I saw that one. I have a couple. All right, go for it. Wisconsin Buffalo over 54. We know what Longo does to bad defenses. And I think he can cover 54 by himself by himself. I cannot speak today. Um Michigan ECU over 51 and a half. Um I mean, we just know what we know about Michigan's offense. They're gonna put up a lot of that themselves, but I expect Michigan might slow, start out a little slow on defense. It's obviously Harbaugh's not coaching. Um, there's just kind of some flux with that. So it can get, I mean, I, I would probably even bet ECU to cover this line. I think it'll get a little weird, but I like the over 51 and a half. And then my, my running thing that I'm going to do is I'm going to bet the Iowa under whatever game they play. Yeah. I was about so, to say, like, whatever Iowa's under is, I want to take that. Iowa, Utah State, under 43. 
we'll see how much money it makes me. Well, I don't know if you know, like, I'm sure you know this better than I do, but isn't there a contract stipulation for the offensive coordinator for Iowa that he has to score a certain amount of points this season or he gets fired? I think it's over 25 points per game he has to score. Okay. But you have to think, he's not changing his style either. And with the running, the football, and all that, the new clock rules, it really didn't come into play as much. Like, I think the Notre Dame game finished at three hours. But, I mean, that's such a small sample size. We really don't know how it's going to affect it. But yeah. That's also the head coach's son. Yeah. It's nepotism at its finest right there. Well, the game still took three hours because of so many damn commercial breaks. Yep. TV's the problem. TV's the problem, not the not the game being played on the field and the clock rules. The problem's TV and advertisements. Absolutely. I agree. But they're the ones paying the bill, so they get what they want. All right, I added something in here, and this is mainly because I was looking at my card of how many games I was betting on. Um, just this afternoon, and I realized I had way too many underdogs, and I didn't know if that was a theme going into week one, if you all saw the same thing, but I think it'd be fun if we had like an underdog segment as well. So I know we've already talked about South Alabama. A couple other ones I have are Nebraska plus seven. We've talked about that. I also love Boise State at Washington. We've talked about that one. One that we haven't talked about yet is Coastal Carolina going on the road at UCLA. UCLA lost a lot last year. Coastal Carolina returns a decent amount of people, but also 39% of the bets are on Coastal Carolina, but 81% of the money. And that is just a 42% differential. You don't see that that often. And simply based off that premise, I took Coastal Carolina, uh, the plus 14 and a half. I mean, I'm kind of piggybacking off the wrong team favored, but obviously South Alabama being an underdog. Love that one. One I also had written down was North Texas over Cal. Okay. Um, UNT, they changed coaches. Um, Latrell's out. They brought in Eric Morris, who uh, I believe he was at uh, – he was in Carnate Word, or he was the OC at Washington State. I can't remember. I might have him reversed. But he's another air raid guru. They're not going to miss a beat, and Cal is just well – they don't take football seriously. Mm-hmm. And I think their quarterback transferred to UCLA, if I'm making that up. I don't know. But um, I like North Texas over Cal straight yeah. up. It's only a seven-point line, by the way. Okay. Addison? Uh, so I'm looking at my card that I've locked in. I don't have any underdogs right now. It doesn't look – like um I'm, I'm on the favorites now i'll go ahead with that being said i'll take us to the next segment of uh games i've already locked in i've got oregon state minus 17 at san jose state i think they've got tape on san jose state now i think their defense is better than usc's um and i think they'll handle business uh, much like usc did um well, I say that I'm probably going to bet South Carolina, so that'll be an underdog that I have. Uh, I've got Wisconsin minus 24. Um, I really like that one. Yep. Uh, TCU minus 20 and a half. As I said, Utah minus six and a half. So on my card of bets I've already played, I don't have an underdog, but I will be playing South Carolina most likely. I really wanted to take Wisconsin uh, minus 24 and a half, but I believe the line is 
gone all the way to 27 and a half right now. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I was like, you know, that's a little, yeah, it's 27 and a half right now. And that was a little bit more than I wanted. As far as games I have, um, I took Florida money line at plus 247, Nebraska plus seven, TCU minus 20 and a half, Boise State plus 14 and a half, the over in the South Carolina, North Carolina game. And then South Alabama at six and a half as the dog in Coastal Carolina at plus 14 and a half. But yeah, it's going to be a fun week, guys. I'm super excited we're back. Without further ado, unless Cole's got a fantasy football draft update for us, uh, Will, you can close this out, as always. I think we should start making Cole do this since he's never listening to us. This should be his contribution. No, you got it. You do so great at it. You're the best at it. Mm. Well, thanks to all seven of y'all. We'll be back next week.